What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Official Visit, a podcast about college baseball recruiting by players for players. I'm Joe Jimenez, and I want to give a big shout out to our guy Coop at Chin Music. Chin Music's bat decals, which can be fully customizable, are awesome, guys. I have a couple. I know a couple of my buddies have them as well, and they absolutely love them. Um, you can co- use the code OFFICIAL to get 20% off your order. I think they're a great option for Christmas gifts for any ball player at any age, guys. Go check out Chin Music, your bat, your story. So, unfortunately, Jared couldn't be with us this week uh, because Jared has finals for law school. Uh, we wish him the best of luck there, but we are very fortunate to have our producer slash editor, Riley Glenn, on for this episode. Quick bio for Riley. Um, he played. He plays baseball at Chapman with Jared and I. Um, he's still there. Hopes to pitch for the team this year. Riley's an awesome person, a great pitcher, um, and and a huge thank you to him because he's helped us out um, a bunch so far with this podcast. Today's episode, we have Paul McIntosh. Paul has a really interesting story. Um, he currently attends West Virginia University in the Big Twelve. Um, but before that, Paul spent one year at Motlaus State Community College, where he had 331 with 16 bombs, absolutely went off. And he actually got drafted that year by the Angels. Um, he obviously decided not to sign and went to uh, West Virginia. But Paul's story is very different from others because Paul attended a post-grad academy called Next Level Baseball Academy in Montgomery, Alabama. Um, and that was after his senior year of high school before he went to his JC. He talks a lot about that and so much more about his journey. It's a really fascinating story, guys. We hope you enjoy it. Of course, make sure to check out our social media on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, if you have any questions, let us know. Any specific guests you think would be awesome to have on the podcast, let us know by emailing us or DMing us. So let's go. Hey, Paul, thanks so much for coming on, man. How you doing? Doing well. How are you doing? Doing really well. Um, so we'll get right into it. Paul, how'd you get to West Virginia? Uh, that's actually kind of a crazy story. Um, so initially coming out of high school, I was, um, I was like 250 pounds. So instead of going straight to junior college, which I had planned on doing, um, I went to a post-grad academy in Montgomery, Alabama. I went there for a year, lost 30 pounds, and then Decided to go to a junior college in Tullahoma, Tennessee, called Motlow State Community College. And after that, I had a really good fall there, and West Virginia found me. That's actually super interesting. When you made the decision to go to that post-grad academy, was that kind of what you were hearing from people that were recruiting you in high school? It was like, hey, if you go in there and shed this weight and get into this shape, we're going to take a really good look at you to see you play further in college? Or was it a self thing that you were like – this is something I want to do and really uh, shove down and get to the best that I can be. Uh, this was something that I had seen and, um, and talked about with people in my corner that were, um, that were watching me kind of develop and go throughout my high school and all of that. Um, they had thought that it was a good idea. And I mean, I didn't, I didn't go from anything that they were saying. So was it strictly a, a, a weight loss thing or was it a baseball development thing as well? It was a little bit of both. It was mostly weight loss, but I mean, baseball couldn't hurt either, focusing primarily on baseball. Yeah. Paul, what goes into, because I've heard of post-grad academies, obviously I've heard of like the big IMG. Um, I know of another one in in Florida, Inspiration Academy. 
like what goes into choosing a post-grad place? Like, I mean, is, was there any like thought into like the exact spot you're going into or were you just kind of like, okay, like I'm just, you know, looking for a good fit. I'm looking for a good coach. You'd, you know, I'd play well for, what, what were you looking for, for that post-grad? Account? In that case, it was a connection through summer ball. So we had, um, or my old summer ball program had um, like merged with the train rays out of Montgomery, Alabama. So they added their own like academy. So um, Tyler Corson actually came to me and approached me about coming to this post-grad academy. He's like, hey, this would be a really good opportunity for you. You know, you could lose some weight and, you know, get better at baseball and develop your skills a little bit better. Um, and he got me where I'm at. Absolutely. So back to high school, when you, you know, you're and that you're doing the, the summer team that you were working with and you had their academy. Were you guys going to like a lot of showcases or stuff? Were they team showcases? Were you going to like individual player camps? What were you doing to try and get recruited with that team? Um, we were playing a lot in perfect game showcases and tournaments and stuff like that. Um, it was primarily probably the Labor Day tournaments and stuff like that that we would attend at perfect game. But um, I mean, we would just just play it wasn't really like a big showcase type deal mm-hmm. did you feel like your team and and the coaches that you were put there they were put there to develop you and to kind of get you exposed in front of these scouts because a lot of kids nowadays what they're seeing the issue with is they play on these summer teams and they're so mm-hmm. like the coaches like i want to win like it's so important for me to win mm-hmm. when a lot of kids that tend to move on come from these summer like no, we're going to develop our guys and we're going to put them in front of scouts. Is that how you right. feel your experience was? Yeah, for sure. Um, my summer ball program was the Florida Surge Select. And I mean, it was, as it sounds in the name, it was a select group of kids. We never really brought in a ton of kids. So his primary focus was getting us at a young age. What is that like 11, 12 years old? And then just develop us all the way up until we're 18 and getting ready to go to college. Paul, what were you looking for? Um, and a college while you were in high school? Um, it was just somewhere that was going to be able to get me to that next step, that next level, which is professional baseball. Um, I mean, I wasn't really looking too much into school or whatnot. I was just looking mm-hmm. at primarily baseball. But um, as I got into junior college, I started to, you know, look at college a little bit more seriously. And, um, you know, I chose a place that was also going to further me in my academics as well. So West Virginia is obviously – where you ended up choosing to go through. Um, were they somebody that you had talked to previously before going to JUCO or you put up those ridiculous numbers your, your JUCO year and then West Virginia came knocking? I put up the numbers at JUCO and then they came knocking. Um, in high school, I actually wasn't very recruited, I would say. Um, there was Not probably much. two or three, you know, mid-major pretty good division one or division two schools that were looking at me and then the rest were junior colleges. Gotcha. So now I'm going to assume that a lot of your, you know, the guys that you were growing up with, were they a lot of those guys seeing a lot of scouts getting a lot of offers to go places or was it kind of not a lot going on in your area for that? Um, As far as my summer team goes, I mean, we had guys, we had one guy go to Notre Dame and then we had a couple guys who drafted, but I mean, it wasn't really like a huge, you know, division one program. Right. Yeah. So do you think, cause I feel like a lot of 
kids nowadays, when they see a lot of their buddies signing and going certain places, it makes them put like extra pressure on themselves. Like, why am I not seeing these kind of offers or these kind of results? Right. When you are getting recruited in the high school realm, were you still thinking like, no, I need my time to develop. Like I know I'm going to get mine when it comes and I just need to keep working on my craft as it goes. Or were you kind of stressing as well, not seeing as many come in? Um, it was a little bit of both. I was stressing a little bit, but at the same time, I, I still needed my time to develop. Um, I also didn't want to get too wrapped up in that division one, division one, division one, got to go. Yeah. But I mean, junior college is a ridiculous option to pass on if you're trying to play straight away. So, I mean, I feel like that was my best, my best decision so far. Hey guys, it's Joe again. And I'm going to take this time to give a big shout out to our partner, Hyped Apparel. Um, I can't tell you guys enough about how much I love their gear, man. Since I've gotten the hyped gear, I've worn it to almost every workout I've had. Um, it's just so damn comfortable. So go check out their new line coming out for the winter. Use code official visit for 15% off your entire order. Hyped apparel, what gets you hyped? Now back to the interview. Paul, what's the, I guess sometimes people can get caught up in the misconception of like, you know, Juco is for people who, you know, just weren't ready for the D1 school they wanted to go to, like kind of has a bad rap. Mm -hmm. And at least where I'm from, um, Northern California, it just doesn't, it's not particularly interesting to some people. Is that different from where you're from? Like, is that, is Juco something everyone's like, okay, like that's a good option. Like I can go Juco and then I can choose a school I want to go to. What's the, what's the, what's the thought process on that for a lot of people in your area? I feel like it's split pretty much. Um, we have a lot of people that think Juco is great because we have really good Juco here in Florida um, mm -hmm. at the Panhandle conferences. I mean, there's just a bunch of really good Juco baseball here. Um, and then there's others that think, hey, Division One or bust. But, I mean, I don't, I don't really think that there's many people that, you know, discount junior college baseball, especially where it is right now in Florida. Yeah, it's definitely been on a rise since – I've been in colleges and you see how successful it is for so many people mm -hmm. to go that route yeah, exactly. because at the end of the day, like you're an 18 year old kid coming out of high school and you're most of the time, not ready to compete with 22, 23 year old guys no when shot. you step on campus. Right. So go get your work in, go develop and you're ready to go when, after you've had that experience of playing other college kids that are actually yeah. your age exactly. for the most part. And you're not trying to play a bunch of people who some of them have kids, like realistically. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. like, so, no, I think the, the junior college route is a phenomenal route, especially when you're at a place that can develop you mm -hmm. and turn you into, you know, a draft pick like yourself. What was that process like? Did you give any thought to go on with it right away? Or you, because you said your end goal was, I want to play a professional at the next level. Mm -hmm. And you had the opportunity there but also you had the chance at West Virginia what made that decision to go to West Virginia and keep going in the draft um I mean the biggest part for me was being able to go and get my degree um having an education in your back pocket is huge um mm -hmm. I mean you can't play baseball forever so everybody's time will come um and then being able to catch every day and hit in the big 12 I mean <laughs> if you don't yeah. really if you don't if you don't, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It's just 
It's just crazy. What were the adjustments you had to make going from JUCO to to playing at West Virginia, playing in in the Big Twelve? I mean, what was what was the talent jump like? It was huge. <laughs> I think my first start, um, I think I went two for 30, 36 or something like that. It was a pretty mm-hmm. pretty bad stretch to start the season my first year. Um, you know, the pitching's just way different. Guys throw harder and they have really good off speed, so you got to hit early in counts. Um, I had to back off the plate because I was getting blown up inside. I mean, it, was, <laughs> it was a huge adjustment. Um, those junior college guys, they don't really challenge you all that much. Um, that was pretty much it. Hmm. Talent jump was huge. Was it tough on you mentally to struggle like that, especially coming off the, the junior college move, or did you uh, kind of – Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was a huge mental adjustment for me, like knowing that, hey, you don't get a hit today. I mean, you get a hit tomorrow, you're, 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 you're okay. Um, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself initially, thinking that I had to come in and be the guy, but mm-hmm. I was surrounded with a bunch, of, a bunch of guys that knew what they were doing. They were doing it for a while there in the Big 12, so they were able to help me and get through it. Gotcha. Paul, I have a question just about, you know, obviously your long-term goal is playing professional baseball, and you sound like you know, your, your support system, the people you have close to you, you know, they really obviously support that dream. Um, and, you know, you can see that with the recommendation to, to go to that post-grad academy. But it seems like you've developed like crazy over the last three, four years. Like you essentially going from unrecruited to a starting catcher in the Big 12. You know, like, can you talk about the mentality you have to have to develop into an absolute dude who's going to play professional baseball. Like, I don't think understand, I don't think younger people understand, you know, what it takes to get to the next level or like whatever level that is college pro ball. I don't think they understand like what hard work truly is. Mm -hmm. Um, So can you just kind of describe that for them? Um, I mean, going throughout high school and all this stuff, I mean, you kind of have to have a chip on your shoulder. Um, knowing that you're going to be able to get to where you want to go and, you know, just bust your butt every day to try to accomplish that no matter what you're doing every single day. Um, not really, not really taking that, you know, experience for granted and, um, just staying with it because it's definitely going to be a long road, (laughs) honestly. Um, and it's not going to be easy. There's going to be times where you're going to be like, is this really what I want to do? (laughs) Um, but I mean, as long as you stay with it, you should be able to accomplish it. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think back on my freshman year at in college, <clears throat> I thought I should have been the starting catcher. But, like, in those tough times, you kind of just keep going back to your support system, right? Yeah, exactly. uh, it had to be the same thing for you, like, going two for 36. Like, yeah. you're just calling up your boys and you're like, hey, like. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, man. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but, like. And, you know, that's that's the big thing about – I mean, I'm huge on on having a support system. Glenn's part – Riley's big part of that. Um, so many people are. But um, I think that's just a huge part of, of, of growing um, as a person, as a player. Um, so it's really cool to hear that, that you have that and that they keep you going. Did your parents have a, a big play in, in, like, where you were choosing to go to school or was it mainly you, Paul? Uh, no, it was mainly me. I mean, there weren't – that many schools that were um, offering me out of my junior college that were able to give me 
when I needed to come to the school. Um, Money-wise? And yeah. Yeah. And as soon as they offered it, it was the offer was taken. I mean, there was no other, no okay. other option at that point. I okay. didn't want to wait around until spring for anything. <laughs> I mean, anything else. So. Paul, what advice would you give um, to high schoolers? If you're going to go back to your high school and be like, hey, guys, this is, this is my journey. You know, like, I wish I did this. Like, kind of, what would you say to them? Um, back in high school, I felt like I was taking things pretty serious. Um, so I don't really, I don't really have many regrets. I'd probably, I don't know. Because now that I look back at it on high school, like I was committed. Mm-hmm. Like I was literally doing everything that I possibly could to try to further my baseball career. Um, probably try to limit distractions. All that stuff comes later. I mean, that's pretty much all I would have to say is just limit your distractions and keep your head down and focus on what you're trying to accomplish. Gotcha. Absolutely. And it's actually very impressive for, for you as, as a high school kid to be able to do that because so many high school kids, you'll hear them, they're like, no, like I'm committed to this. Like, this is what I do. And it's like, okay, well, getting your work in the cage are you in the weight room as a high school student high school kids aren't in the weight room like trying to do this like you can say all you want that you're committed and this something that you want to do and you're like i'm going to play college baseball but when you're sitting on your phone at home scrolling Mm -hmm. through tiktok four hours like clearly there's something else you could have been doing and where's your heads at and exactly and it's also being committed in the classroom because it opens so much else up for you Mm -hmm. out of high school to get there as well um, but yeah, that's I mean, another thing. I think that's great advice that, that you gave to very just... seriously because that yeah. stuff matters when college coaches are looking at you because they'll cross you right off the list. If you're not, if you're not gonna be able to help them academically as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What was the academic uh, process like at the JUCO, like going through that? Was it any different than what you were experiencing in high school or what you've experienced at West Virginia based on like classes and how it worked with sports? Um, not really. I mean, everything's kind of remained the same. Um, the workload just increased a little bit, and then it increased a lot more when I got to West Virginia. But at the same time, you do have help with academic advisors and whatnot. Absolutely. Um, so the resources are definitely there. Well, Paul, I just want to thank you again so much. Um, this has been awesome. It really has. A lot of really cool nuggets of, of information for the young guys. So thank you again. I appreciate you guys for having me. Thank you.